I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So fresh back from the Leeds Fest. Uh, well, not not exactly fresh. Not fresh. It's taking you, well, it's about three days to recover so far. And now you... No, I've got a cold, I know. Yes, I know. And I wonder why you've got a cold. Is there anything to do with being at Leeds Fest? Okay. No. You're not a camper, though, are you? The camping didn't bother me. It was the not sleeping. <laughs> it was the camping and not sleeping, the pot noodles, the toilets. The pot noodles was an enjoyment. Mm. The the toilets are terrible. <laughs> There's just like big troughs in the ground. It just sounded like a complete nightmare to me, the whole thing. But the good, good news is that because of the enormous fees they get, uh, some of these rappers will be able to buy even chunkier gold bracelets. Yeah. But I mean, nice it's not that expensive, though. Really, like if you think about it, for all the music you get to see. No, I mean, if, if you look at single. Uh, yeah, exactly. Sing- if you went to see all the people I saw sing- singularly, that'd be like a grand, mm. probably. Yeah. Not a grand, five hundred pounds. It'd be a lot of money, wouldn't it? Should we start? Well, let's start, uh, Ruth, with an important issue. Yes. Because I noticed yesterday when you were watching The Great British Bake Off, you said you don't like wagon wheels because there's too much going on. No, I don't mind. Do you... ma- no, I like a wagon wheel. Like, I won't k- kick it out no, of No, you bed. said there's too much but, going on. Yeah, it's a biscuit. I don't think it's good because there is too much with the jam and the marshmallow and then it's covered in chocolate and it's big. I just think there's too much. Like, it, it can't be dipped in a cup of tea. Is that your main criterion? That's my main, that is my main point the criterion of contention for against the wagon mm. wheel. I think it's too much. I only ask you that because at some point in your life, if you continue to broadcast in any way, you will find yourself uh, doing either a phone-in or a discussion about what's your favourite biscuit. <laughs> but you like a plain biscuit. Yeah, I do. I like just a plain digestive or a plain ginger yeah. nut. It's classic route one, a digestive. Mm. Now, the topic we, we didn't quite get round to last week, which we were going to do, yeah. and that is, can you separate the art from the artist? Yeah, I saw an interesting article, and that led me to the, another rabbit hole of different mm. articles and stuff, and it was just about kind of living in a post-Me Too world. Right. How far can you separate the artist, the art from the artist? So, like, if you look at, like, Weinstein films, mm. that's, like so many really brilliant films How, can you are you still allowed to enjoy those films can you should you what 
Well, I think you can with, with, with Weinstein. He was a producer. So basically, mm-hmm. he was a facilitator. He was an enabler. So I, I think you can totally say you, you sit down and you enjoy Miramax, Weinstein Company movies. Not a problem. Mm-hmm. And then so a lot of people are saying, what about Woody Allen? Should we be watching Woody Allen films anymore with all the accusations? Absolutely. Because as far as Woody Allen's concerned, they are just mm-hmm. accusations. He's been thoroughly investigated on the charges of child abuse. Now, a lot of women find Woody Allen a bit creepy because, because of because of Sun Yi, because he married his uh, adoptive daughter. However... It, that is weird. Well, it might be weird. Uh, it might be strange. But we do make allowances for artists. Most artists, you know, at some point, there's a little bit yeah. of weirdness there. Yeah, so they said, the artist's a person, this is what they this, kind of came to as a conclusion. This is the Guardian. Yeah, um, the artist as a person should certainly be subject to rebuke, censor, penalty for unacceptable actions in the social realm. But then, they, they I don't think they've... No one can really come to a conclusion through all my reading that I've done about this. It's just no one can do it because it's such a difficult question. But I think you've got to... Like, you can look at, like, maybe, like, T.S. Eliot as a poet, so, like, going a bit further back was a bit of a anti well he was very anti-semitic he was anti-semitic and yeah. so then are you can you enjoy his yeah i, I love poetry. To exactly. his favorite poet that's what i'm saying so i think you've got to you separate unless but then um, so there was a rapper See, what about kevin spacey let's let's talk about kevin spacey because i really enjoy kevin spacey's work uh, I think he's a brilliant impersonator. Have you ever seen... I still watch his uh, his things on YouTube where he's just the most brilliant impersonation of Christopher Walken. Well, everyone loads, does a Christopher Walken. Yeah, but his is the best. His is the best. And he does loads of others as well. And uh, the fact that he turned out to be a bit of a... Um, a bit more than a bit of a sleaze. Well, it turned out to be pretty sleazy. I can comfortably separate from his... Yeah, I'd Ameri- I, I I I still watch a- American Beauty as well. Where, but when you see that, you think that that really is hiding in plain sight because he plays in that a sort of pervy middle-aged man who... Yeah, but I think that then there's a question of, like, with, like, Woody Allen, people are already really attached to his work and already really loved... His work his before stuff, anything yeah. came out about this, or like Weinstein films, people already loved the films before anything came out. But if you look at him, um, so there's a rapper called XXX Tentation, um, and he was proved as a sex abuser. Mm-hmm. And people were saying, yeah, but what about his music? But it had already been proved that he was a sex abuser before anyone liked his music. So then you shouldn't. Is there not sort of quite, a, quite a thin dividing line between rap and sexual abuse? Mm, I, I get that, what you mean, but no, I don't think I don't think there is. I think there's quite a thick line. To stick with kind of the Me Too thing, I saw a really interesting Twitter thread about redemption after the Me Too thing. So Louis C.K. Um, performed his first ah, um, he's back, performed he? in New York for the first time since the whole scandal mm. and the the question was kind of are we going to say to louis ck and to all these various sex abusers that they should remain in permanent self-exile the me too movement is incredibly powerful but what's the next step it's got to it must be figuring out a way for these men to have redemption so and i was just wondering do you think that we should they should be allowed to come back into 
well, sphere? Oh, definitely. I mean, it depends on, on... Yeah, it always depends on the level of it. I mean, you've got people like Rolf Harris and um, obviously Jimmy Savile's and Dead But that's different. But like, that is, sex that abuse is, compared to paedophilia is, is a different thing. Yes, what I'm saying is what Louis C.K. did is is not admirable, but he's not, as far as I know, committed any crime as such. You know, he's no. not... Uh, it's going to be tough for him, I would have thought. I don't know, in his, he, you say he's now performing again. He performed for the first time in New York. And did he... Do we know what he did? Did he address... I don't, he didn't really say it, just said... I don't think he addressed anything. It was just kind of like... He must, he must. As a stand-up comic... I didn't And especially say. Louis C.K. was the sort of stand-up comic you should talk about himself and his marriage all the time that's what he did yeah um he didn't he didn't say actually and i think as long as you know as long as he does that and clearly he's got he had a lot of support from the comedy community he might have done some bad stuff but i don't think he was totally doing bad stuff and i didn't get the impression that he was an utterly completely irredeemably bad person yeah whereas so, weinstein so yes i would say welcome back louis ck as far as i'm concerned really yeah a good, then, com- good comedian yeah but should you be giving people a platform who are like that definitely i don't, mm. I don't, I don't see a problem with louis ck i don't see a problem with woody allen the actual child abuse charges of i mean you couldn't be more thoroughly investigated than he has He's been subject to an actual legal police examination. If you choose to believe it, fine. Don't go and see a Woody Allen film. And to be honest, it's been quite easy in recent years not to go and see a Woody (laughs) Allen film because they've mostly been rubbish. So um, Yeah, this is kind of like... To roam with love. If I never see To Roam With Love again, I'll be quite happy. If you've seen um, Black Mirror, there's an episode which is called White Bear and it's kind of about a woman and she's done, like, wrong... But then it's sort of about like the cult, and then also in the episode "Shut Up and Dance," he hasn't done anything, but he like masturbates to child pornography and watches it. And then they catch him on his computer, and they're both these in these two different episodes are subject to this kind of like ju- cult of justice. And it's kind of like with the Woody Allen thing, it's the police have investigated him, let them do that, because that's their job. It's not our job as public, mm. as the public or the press, to prosecute people. Mm. So, uh, a Black Mirror agrees with me? Charlie Brooker agrees with Charlie you. Brooker agrees with me? Well, I'm, I'm thrilled by that. Now it's time for Keeping Up With The Kardashians. This week, my Kardashian news is from a slightly more reputable news source. All right. My Kardashian news is from The Guardian and Twitter, which is not more reputable, but (laughs) you know what I mean. So she tweeted um, about how she just got into Serial. This is Kim Kardashian West. Kim Kardashian tweeted that she Do just got Do we not call her Kim Kardashian West? I don't say the whole name. No but one she, says she does on, Well, she does on Twitter. Yeah, I know she does, because that's her name. But So Kim Kardashian tweeted that she just... She was up to episode four of Serial and had just found it, and it's great. What other podcasts should I be listening to? And so you tweeted at our podcast that she gets a mention on. But was she the one that we, we, were, we avoided talking last week about the bum injections? Was that her or was that a different Kardashian? The one that was... I think it was her. It was Mail Online that said... I think it was her. All right. Well, in that case, she probably didn't want to listen to our podcast. So, other than having butt injections, she's also been listening to Serial, which I've not listened to. Have you listened to it? Serial, yeah. I listened to it ages ago. It's, it's, it's quite yeah, it's old really now. Yeah, it's really old now. It was like mm. 2000, and there was all the hype around it. But I think she's kind of onto something about the whole, like, hype machine. 
And so this is what The Guardian was sort of talking about, is that everything at the moment goes in kind of a cycle of like low-level rumblings about something being good and then a mass consensus that it is good and then a backlash to the mass consensus which builds hype to unreasonable levels which is kind of what happened with La La Land and the writer was saying that she watched La La Land at least a year or two after it had been so hyped up Mm. and she found it more charming than annoying and it was only (laughs) the hype and the internet shouting at her that made people not enjoy it Um, and so I think that Kim has done the right thing by waiting for it to not be popular at all then watch it but she was getting mocked a lot of people being like oh I really love the early vinyl stuff as well Um, but she just said sorry I've only just found it which I was like yeah good on her good on her indeed and another thing that's that's a good point made in the article about the fact that there was I mean I think La La Land is rubbish anyway well it's not Dad honestly if you rewatched it it's really really good I rewatched it on a plane I rewatched it on a plane see so you must have liked it at least a little bit no I just wanted to confirm to myself that it wasn't it it wasn't particularly good it's okay but I think it was it it was overhyped I think if it yeah I think it was if it it had slipped in uh, rather like when Dirty Dancing first started I saw that when it first came out on the, the third Thursday that it came out, there was about yeah. like six people in the Odeon in Leeds, and I saw that uh, I saw that film then. I thought, oh, this is quite charming, this film. But then it was later became this huge thing, you know, Dirty Dancing, and people go, you know, it become a stage yeah. musical, and people join in and whoop and don't put baby in the corner and all that sort of nonsense. I love Dirty Dancing. Well, of course great. you did because everybody said it was great. It is you know, great though. No, it's not great. It's okay. It's not great. Okay. It's, it's not a great film in a million years. But it, that, that article is absolutely right. Because it happens with, with box sets now. Oh, you must watch West Wing, or you must watch Breaking Bad. So let's talk a little bit about Leeds Fest. Very tiring and muddy and bit gross. It was like um, after nights out and there's loads of stuff on the ground, you know, in the streets. Mm-hmm. It was like that, but just the whole campsite with half-eaten food in the grass and stuff (laughs) rubbish everywhere i don't know how they clean it afterwards i think with an army of people who did you see i saw who was good oh who let's eat grandma i saw who were really really good um really enjoyed them because they did something like a bit different and it wasn't just the same thing In in what way so they had so because she she plays like the saxophone well there's two of them but one of them plays like the saxophone and the recorder in the music and stuff and they like ran around a bit and like did like weird dancing and stuff which is quite cool Brockhampton were really really good they had really good atmosphere for them Travis Scott was like surprisingly good because I'm not a huge rapper yeah I'm not a huge huge Travis Scott fan but he was really good live Purse Malone was probably the best that I saw there he was great and he did lots of funny talking in between his songs Kendrick who was like the last person to see apart from Kate Nash and he was brilliant really really good and Kings of Leon were rubbish why were Kings of Leon rubbish they were so boring they just stood there like they were just like old men just standing there singing it's not there's anything bad about old men just standing there Now, if you're going to be our retail expert, Ruth, we've got a complaint here. Oh. Uh, you, last week, you said Selfridges is just in Manchester and London. 
Um, oh, I wasn't sure, though. Martin Bolton says... Uh, no, I'm sure it's in Edinburgh and other places. I don't think so. Uh, well, if it is, nobody's complained about it. Martin Bolton says, just to let you know, we have a Selfridges in Birmingham in the bull ring. So, oh, well, uh, yeah. good for you, Birmingham. Well done, Birmingham. David Adcock. Yeah. Uh, he said, I really like the way you introduce each other to your music. Well, we'll do that next. I'd love to hear Ruthie's reaction to Captain Beefheart. Well, I think your reaction to Captain Beefheart will probably be the same as mine. But Captain Beefheart was sort of like hippie group, late 60s. Do you like it? No, I never, <laughs> never, never got into it at all. So we probably won't be doing Captain Beefheart. Refriends. He says, I think I, he says, this is addressed to me. He says, I think I know why you don't find it funny. It followed hot on the heels of the end of Seinfeld. And I found friends, although, although not strictly speaking, a follow up to be a poor replacement. So oh, it's maybe that's like, what it is. Maybe that's what it is. Um, or maybe you just like to say that you don't like it because it's popular. Maybe which that. I think is more likely. Okay, give me a temperature in Celsius. Um, 21 degrees. 70 degrees Fahrenheit. No one needs to know that, though. Well, David Adcock no one, is You're so proud about it, but literally no one ever cares. Yeah, well, he does. David Adcock is good enough to write to us because he says you can, if you want to convert Fahrenheit um, from Celsius, uh, you have to go through the process of doubling it, less 10% plus 32, and that gets there, but I can do it. Off the top of my head. No, li- no one cares. No one uses Fahrenheit anymore. No, no, they don't. Well, they do in America. Yeah, they America's America. weird, though, aren't they? They yeah. still use Imperial, like pounds and stuff as well. Have you ever listened to the podcast, actually? Um, yeah, no, I have. You have. Because yeah, yeah. I've occasionally heard it. But he says three or maybe four of your podcasts started with about two minutes of a couple of women chatting in a foreign language, probably Swedish, he says. Is this done by you? Yeah, it's our little <laughs> Swedish thing that we always do. Or is it some kind of a crossed podcast? Or maybe it's a hacker. But, but they do... Really? Well, that's what he says. I've not even noticed that. When I've listened, it's usually been an advert for my dad wrote a porno. Yeah, that, yeah. That, I've not listened some, to it, but um, my oldest sister listens to it and she says it's brilliant. I've listened to it, it's brilliant. Is it brilliant. brilliant? It is brilliant, not just because they advertise it here. Rob Maskery writes to us, and uh, this is again about the music, and says, so far I've downloaded Drowning. Who was that? Oh, A Boogie With The Hoodie. A Boogie With The Hoodie. Uh, the Ponytails, which is the one that I played, oh. uh, Born Too Late. And uh, Let's Eat Grandma. Let's eat grammar really good. Yeah, he says, I'm mid-50s, and the older I get, the more eclectic my music taste gets. Uh, He loves the podcast, that's good news. Mm -hmm. And uh, James Edward Bristow says, the podcast has kept me company whilst mowing the lawn and during my work travels throughout Asia. Yeah, I'm a contracts manager for a Japanese construction company based in Jakarta. Wow. Yeah. That's international. It is. He says, being a 51-year-old father of an 18-year-old daughter, it's a useful reminder for me to keep developing and growing my relationship with her. Aww. Because he's another one of these people being fooled by our podcast into thinking we're we have this really fantastic close, relationship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He says, do I win the prize for the longest distance listener? Which... Jakarta, or which, no, which is further away, probably Japan. No, he, well, he works in Japan, but lives in Jakarta. But oh. probably not our longest distance. Because Australia is furthest. We've got Australian people and uh, New Zealand as well. New so Zealand is as far as you can get, isn't it? About as far as you can get, absolutely. Let's leave a short intermission just for the uh, commercial Let's. announcement for a fine product or a wonderful podcast. And we really enjoy it. I oh, really, really enjoy it. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Britain feels broken, but how do we fix it? Westminster just doesn't seem to have the answers, but we have found some people who do. Join me, journalist Becca Hudson, and me, the former MP Ed Vasey, for How I'd Fix. From the price of a pint to the housing crisis, this is the show where we take an alternative look at the problems plaguing the nation. And hear practical solutions from those in the know. Catch new episodes of How I'd Fix wherever you get your podcasts. Rebuilding Britain starts here. And let's now do uh, our music this week. Mm-hmm. And we'll start with you. I've got something a bit different this week. Because um, while I was at Leeds Fest, it's a lot of like, heavy, there was a lot of rap there. A lot of, rap. A lot of like band music, like cartoons and vaccines and those kind of, it was quite a lot. And I was doing a lot of jumping around. And I just wanted to get back and listen to some nice, gentle, folksy stuff. So um, last year I went to a different festival called Greenbelt, which is like kind of folk music festival. And this is Jess Morgan, who I saw there, and she was really good. Hide in the corners of the museums any time that you want. All roads run at the park. Brave in the snow in a sleigh till the day grew dark. I think about back when. We were living in Brooklyn. Just the 20 seconds, I'm afraid. Yeah, I uh, know. It's I beautiful, that. isn't it? It's very nice. She's got a great voice. Yeah, just. Um, Jess Morgan, what do, do you know anything about Jess Morgan She's at all? from Norwich, England. Oh, Norwich, she, England. Norwich, yeah. England. And she kind of plays the sort of folk scene. She's on tour quite a lot. That's yeah. all I know, really. All right. Because she's not really famous. But I was just thinking that I've not, we've not really done any folk music, but I'm actually quite a big fan of like folk mm. music, and I just thought we should... Yeah, why not? Add some of that in. Why not? And uh, it sounds like you're influenced a bit by Joni Mitchell, that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, probably. I, I would imagine yeah, so. Most of them are. Uh, right. Well, it's interesting you said that we've not done any folk music. The other sort of music we've not done is country. Oh, I thought uh, you were going to say reggae, but we've already done that, haven't we? We did Scarlet. Thank God. Week. I wonder why you don't like reggae. I still like it. I don't get it. Yeah, well, um, I might, I might try you on some other reggae that you might like. That was just very don't basic. Don't make me. It was I basic, hate it. Very, do you really? I don't mind. Like Bob Marley is fine. Like I listen to Bob Marley, whatever. But even then, I don't like it that much. Really? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll maybe try and find some, something you would. But country music 
I used to think of it as a sort of guilty pleasure, but it's not now. It's now perfectly respectable. But when I first started liking some country music, in fact, the first show I ever did on the radio was a country music show. I was show. just thinking, we have kind of done country folk stuff with First Aid Kit. Yeah, sort of, that's, that's the modern Did we country. play First Aid Kit? We did play we First did, Aid We did, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, uh, that's Swedish and it's modern. This They're very cool. Yeah. Uh, but this is sort of uncool country music, if you like. And it's a guy called John Hartford who wrote a great song called Gentle On My Mind, which people will be familiar with uh, as done by Glen Campbell. So this was the original version by uh, John Hartford. And it's knowing I'm not shackled by forgotten words and bonds and the ink stains and the dried upon some wine. That keeps you in the back row There you are, that's all we have for time for of that. I feel like we should be doing some line dancing in a barn yeah, or something. Yeah, that's the problem with the Throwing around music. bales of hair. He's a, he's a great songwriter and a great musician. Um, it's just not some, cool though, is it? Not in the slightest bit cool. But it is if you listen to the whole thing. It's really, it is really good, I have to tell yeah, you. Yeah, no, no, it, I believe you, but it, it's not cool. No, the standard of the musicianship though is... Uh, is it's stuck, like, is you know, brilliant. before, in Footloose, before they all get like liberated and start dancing properly. Mm-hmm. It's like that. If, if anyone's a big fan of Remember the Titans, they'll know Ryan Gosling's character loves country music and he dances around like with his arms out and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. I just thought we'd try you out on it. Yeah, I could play you. Do you know, I was, uh, I was thinking, what should I play you in the way of country music? And uh, I could have played you Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson is quite cool. Have you heard of Willie Nelson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very long, long hair. And that, that is <laughs> and very long hair. Very long hair. And the hippies used to love uh, Willie Nelson. I could have played that. Uh, I found some um, Post Malone stuff in the paper. Uh, this was... Really? Did, did, yes, did I've you know this? this. Having taken off from New Jersey to play the Reading Festival, which obviously is the same as the Leeds Festival yeah. uh, in the UK, Malone feared for his life when his private... Oh, yeah, no, no, sorry, I have heard about this, yeah, uh, yeah. His private jet uh, blew... A, and, of course, I'm so glad to have contributed to uh, fuel for his private jet. Oh, Dad, he was lovely, actually, his first Malone. Was he? Really, really lovely. Why was lovely. he lovely? Like, he just, he, like, did little stories in between his songs about, like, how he'd written them and and what they meant to him and stu- it was just really good but also he's a brilliant songwriter yeah yeah what I, did we because you played Post Malone did we you? did I play I can't remember which track you played did I play Psycho because it had just so come out so if you'd updated Spotify I could go no that's Spotify on the Spotify that one yes I know but I think I played Psycho because it had just come out but I want you to listen to like Stay or I Fall Apart because one that's a bit softer that you might like a bit more hmm. Well, maybe play it on next week. Yeah, I know, but I don't want to give the same, do the same thing again. No, that's extremely thoughtful of you, Ruth. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm very, very impressed. Very impressed. Well, here's some good news. Good. Glad uh, to hear it. We've had too much bad news. Well, here's some good news for you. Monty Python, and oh. I know you're very interested in Monty Python, why are they all running around and stuff, has become very popular in North Korea. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> laughter is an international I'm language. I'm surprised they're allowed that. Well, it says here, laughter is an international language, even inside North Korea. Uh, Michael Palin discovered this. You know, Michael Palin is now does the travel shows on telly. He used to be one of Python yeah, yeah. people. Um, he showed a vintage Monty Python sketch to his minders 
in the so he showed that they don't have it on the TV. Right. He showed okay, it okay. on the, on his phone or whatever to the people who were because you always have to have minders in North yeah, Korea. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you get walked around, you know, to take pictures and stuff. That's right, and apparently North Korea is uh, so weird. Yes, well, he, to add to the weirdness of North Korea, they love Monty Python, <laughs> or at least these people looking after Michael Palin did. He said he reduced them to fits of giggles after playing a clip on his smartphone. Well, maybe I need to watch it again, give it another try. Well, you certainly need to give Faulty Towers another try, definitely. I've not watched Faulty Towers. No, well, you need to watch that. <laughs> I just don't like farcical stuff. Well, you will love this. You will, mm, you will love look, it. I'll get back to you. Course. The BBC are saying that, or the, uh, the boss of the BBC, Shane Allen, who's in charge of comedy at the BBC, is saying that these days Python uh, wouldn't get made because there were white males who had all gone to Oxbridge and he said these days it would be uh, too white. I do, I get what you mean because um, Lena Dunham who obviously there's a lot of like problems around Lena Dunham and stuff but if what you've seen she she gets a lot of backlash for being a middle class white feminist oh, and right, right. not including people but if you've seen Girls it I is a brilliant it. series. I, I really look up to her writing and the, the fact that she kind of portrays life sort of as it is mm. kind of if, but her life and she got a lot of backlash about because it, it came across as this feminist program because it was women talking about whatever they wanted to talk about and she got a lot of backlash for it just being white middle class girls and she kind of came back about it and she was like it's a parody of my life of me being this very privileged girl like it is that it what you're saying is exactly what it's meant to be because it's meant to be these very posh white girls who think they have all these problems when really they don't. You can't well, expect comedy. everything yeah. to be perfect. It's but. comedy and I think the big test should be, as Michael Palin says, is it funny? Yeah, is and it funny? And it's funny... And um, Girls is funny. I, th- I, I, think I saw funny. a couple of episodes of Girls, I thought it was quite funny, but I did worry of it quite uh, quickly. There's too much to watch. There too is much too to much watch, stuff you know. in there. I've not watched... I mean, I've watched a little bit of West Wing when it's on in the background oh, sort of thing. Dad, if there's one thing that you would love, though, it's West Wing. West Wing is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I've always quite liked it whenever I've seen it, but... I've learned so much about American politics through West Wing. So on Twitter, there was a thing about hash, uh, the hashtag share your rejection, and loads of people were commenting in with their funny rejection stories of going for job interviews or um, like relationship rejections and stuff and this guy called Mark Leadner sent in a I thought it was absolutely hilarious story about his rejection so he was a writer and an editor and he'd written a short story and sent it into a magazine which had like a blind submission policy yeah, yeah. so they you couldn't tell who'd written it or anything like that and he had then guest edited this same magazine that he'd previously sent in a short story for and he was reading through all these stories and came across his own and didn't register that it was his own story because he'd just forgotten because he must have been writing loads of stuff and he rejected and rejected his own story and so that and so i thought oh that's the rejection story very funny he rejected himself but then he um took pictures of this short story that he was rejecting and posted them to Twitter to say, oh my gosh, how funny is this? This writing's just terrible. Not realising that it was his own writing. And then this 
tweet went completely viral. He got like 8,000 shares on it and um, someone screenshotted the same person. They got 75,000 shares on it. And just and before he had a chance to delete it because he'd realised that that was actually his own short story and it could be quite embarrassing for him. He gained 12,000 new followers based on this tweet, which ironically gave him the opportunity to publish his own novel because he had some kind of internet following that they could market it on. And so he realised later on that most of this novel that he was writing was really just an extension of the short story that he'd taken the piss out of himself for writing. Mm -hmm. And so he published the novel and it was to pretty much no acclaim and the sales were so bad that he would never get another book deal. But... In the meantime, he'd been paid in advance on the book and he'd put all that money in Bitcoin and he must have invested in the wrong thing or something. He sunk all the money and then he was left (laughs) with no money. Um, And then he had to pay taxes on the money he'd lost and he now owes the IRS $175,000. Great story. And that was his rejection story. But I thought I'd tell you that rejection story because it's so awful. I thought you could tell me. One of your rejection stories. Oh, my goodness me. Uh, I've got millions of them. I get, I mean, over the years, I've come up with so many ideas for books. Actually, I've been quite lucky. Two or three have been accepted, and that's about as many books I would have written anyway. But I did come up with a very good idea for a book all about chicken. And I wrote, you know, I wrote quite a bit about it. I thought it was quite amusing. You the, did write chi- quite a lot of it. Yeah. You did quite a lot of research as well. I did. You were reading stuff about, you had these massive printouts and you were reading stuff about chicken for weeks. I certainly was. And don't forget, part of my research was taking you to Nando's. Cause yeah, I got a Nando's out of it. You got a Nando's out of it. Because you'd never been before. No, I'd never been to Absolutely Nando's. Absolutely hilarious. Was... Sat with you in Nando's with a notepad and pen making notes. I was interested in the- in the whole phenomenon of Nando's. But I'm trying to think of a really amusing rejection story. Do you know, I can't even think of one off the top of my head. Maybe you're not um, that amusing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, t- I remember. When I first started, to, when I first decided to get into radio, I went for an interview at uh, BBC Radio London. And it was shortly after there'd been uh, a big tube disaster. Two tube trains had crashed. Right. And basically, I went to this interview probably a month after that uh, tube crash. And uh, the, the, there's this panel of BBC people sitting around interviewing me. And one of, one of them said, that if, it, if you'd been with us and it was the day of the tube disaster and it was your day off and you were at home and you switched on the radio or the television and you heard about the uh, tube disaster, what would your reaction have been? And I said, well, my first reaction would be, thank God it's my day off. And, uh, oh, no. Yes. Why did you say that? In a job interview? I know. I said my first uh, And then, of course, complete you know, tumbleweed, yeah. complete silence, stony-faced panel sitting in front of me, and I said, of, oh, course, no. I'm, of course I'm joking, obviously. You know. And um, amazingly, I didn't get that job. Oh no, 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 that's awful. Yeah. That makes me cringe. Yeah, well, not the first or last time I made you cringe, is it really? Reality TV, I know you're watching Made in Chelsea. I am watching Made in Chelsea, indeed. Before before we wrap up Love Island altogether. Oh um, gosh. Yes, it's still in the papers. Mm. Uh, Love Island bodies help the UK to tackle obesity crisis. 
Uh, the cast of Good. Slim, yes, the cast of Slim and Muscular People on the dating show Love Island are quotes aspirational and could help to combat the nation's obesity crisis. An ITV executive has claimed. So when you oh, say basically, yeah, obviously. this is the backlash to the backlash, isn't it? Really, because they were saying that it gives people it gives people like body dysmorphia and yeah, stuff, and all yeah. that stuff. But interesting enough, ITV. They think oh, they think it's fine, they really? Think more, no, I think it's more than fine. I think it's good. Paul Mortimer, controller of digital channels at ITV, defended the decision to cast, quotes, sexy people. And, <laughs> sexy people. <laughs> sexy people. And said the programme showed the contestants exercising to get their toned bodies. Uh, the show has been criticised for its depiction of an unrealistic body image and for featuring adverts for cosmetic surgery. Um, however, this guy said, we cast very attractive people. It's a sexy show, he said. Um, it's true, though. It is, it's a fantasy, isn't it? Yes, I think if you look at it, it's a fantasy. That's fine. Yeah. He, he says, for us, it's a very aspirational programme for our audience. We cast sexy people. We're a sexy channel, he said. <laughs> These people work quite hard. There's a gym. We show people working out. I mean, I can see the, the argument that it's a fantasy and, you know, who takes it seriously and all that. It's a fine argument. But we try and flip it right the way around that we're actually educational we're actually yeah, telling yeah, people yeah it's to, ridiculous you know. yeah are you watching love island australia i've watched some of it i watched so I've, I've watched a lot of clips on it of you on youtube and stuff and it is um i'm happy to be able to confirm that it's the exact same as it's just the same yeah. just the exact same they're better looking there on the, the australian yeah a little bit duller there surfing well, that is, yeah. I mean, I don't think any Australian, I mean, we do have Australians who listen, would argue that Australians are probably better looking than Brits, but a bit duller. I think that's, that's fair. That is Australia done. Good. This is the 27th episode of uh, Ruthie, Me and My Dad. Uh, we've done Australia. We've got Australia pretty done. well done. Finished. We don't need to touch Australia, we, we don't touch Australia for anymore. as long as we do. So it. I'm just wondering where we're going to go with it. It, it does. I sometimes lie awake at night thinking, where, how are we going to keep this going? New Zealand. Oh, we'll do. We'll do New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand. That'll keep it going. Meme of the week. I've got you. I've got your meme. Hopefully, you'll find this funny because it's very embarrassing when you don't, and then I have to sit here and then we say, should we find another meme? <laughs> yeah, well, you're um, giving away all the secrets now. <laughs> Cigarettes aesthetically look so cool because it's a neat little thing in your mouth that blows clouds, but it's also a horrible death stick. So I was trying to think of a healthy aesthetic al- alternative, and for some reason, my idiot brain produced kazoos. <laughs> That's not bad. Um, a, a kazoo would be preferable to uh, vaping. Because I, I know what you think about vaping, I hate it. It's, it's so annoying. I was behind somebody on the escalator on the tube who was vaping. And I'm like getting enveloped in this cloud of bubblegum, you know. Yeah, also, that's the problem. You smell it and you're like, mmm, strawberry shortcake, where's that coming from? Mmm, can I get myself some of this strawberry shortcake? And then you get there and it's just smoke. And smoke, like, oh, no. I Because I, I don't mind, the smell of actual, like, cigarette smoke is quite... I find it quite pleasant. I do, yeah, well, I um, don't mind the uh, the smell of actual cigarette smoke. It's the next morning when it's, um, you know, because I used to smoke. My hair a lot. after well, Leeds Fest. Did you smell it? It was um, disgusting. Well, you were completely disgusting after Leeds Fest. <laughs> I mean, you you had to get showered sort of straight away. Yeah, I came uh, home and, and you're you, like, do you want the, something to eat quickly? I was like, no, no I want to shower. four days eating after. You were, you were still about three days after the festival. You were still eating because uh, you'd eaten nothing. 
It's time to uh, to say goodbye. We have time to uh, say goodbye. It's time to say goodbye. I like just saying goodbye. I know, but I feel there ought to be there ought to be something more to it than just goodbye. That's it. We've done. See you next week. Well, thank see you next you. week's quite good, and thank you is good. Oh, we um, can say send us any emails. Oh, let's let's do all that. First of all, we've got oh, loads of loads of housekeeping to do. Rate and review. That's what we'd like people to review oh, us. We don't on always iTunes. Say that, do no, we, we? we we've forgotten for weeks. So do please review us on uh, iTunes and rate us. That's if you think we're good. I mean, if you <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> if you think quiet. we're bad, just leave <laughs> it. Honestly, quiet. we yes, don't mind. We're not bothered about that. But um, so yes, yeah, so rate us and review us. Subscribe, obviously. Don't just listen to it. If you want to subscribe, then you'll get the next episode. Make sure you don't miss one. Yeah, make sure you don't miss one. That would be just. If you want to send us an email, you can do. It's Martin and Ruth Podcast at gmail.com. Martin and Ruth Podcast, or one word, obviously, at gmail.com. We're hoping sometime in the next millennium to have the uh, Spotify refreshed. Oh, with, God. Still, we've still got the same eight. I know, I need with to. The same no, eight there's songs. way more than eight on there. Is You're there, such you, a liar. Well, then, well, if there's 16 on there, that would be the first eight podcasts. No, because we didn't do it from the beginning. No, I oh, know we didn't. You're absolutely right. So, uh, But anyway, we, we do hope to uh, update Spotify. If they want to listen to some of the stuff that we played, uh, where where would they go? Um, if you go onto Spotify and you just type in Martin and Ruth, then you'll go through to our page, or you can type in Ruthie, me and my dad, which gets you straight to the podcast playlist. Excellent, excellent. Well, well done. We ought to, and we've we've kept quiet about this, but on your return from Leeds Fest, you managed to come back not just with filthy hair and uh, half starved, but also with a cold. Yeah, um, no, we should probably address that at the start. Let's hope your call gets better. And see you next week. We'll see you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.